Blog Talk Radio. With our arms open 
grateful because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We open our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord. Where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you. 
you, Lord, because we know for every right desire there is an answer. And Jesus, sure that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That was uh, Pastor Mark Hinton praying the prayer of faith this morning. And uh, I thank God for that prayer. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. And then Luther Barnes with Spirit Fall Down this morning. We thank God for another Monday morning. A new week has begun. And we give him glory. We give him honor. We give him praise. Because he brought us through the weekend and to start a brand new week. And so we pray that we are used by him and that we obey his word, that we walk by faith this week and not by sight. And that we believe in our hearts, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus that loves us. Because many times things will come along and... um, we don't know what to do. Sometimes the enemy come in like a flood, and we forget that it's God who will raise a standard for us. Sometimes we forget to call on the name of Jesus, yeah, because this thing is heavy on us. But this week, we're remembering God in this new year, and we want to talk about old versus new. And what have you decided to leave in 2023? And do new in 2024. What is that? Have you decided that you're giving God more? You're going to pray more? You're going to study your Bible more? Yeah, because as the days pass by, sometimes people get back caught up into their lives. And the promises that they said, that the commitments that they said, and some people call them resolutions, they forget all about it. Yeah, they go back to the old things. But we want to keep going in the newness of life. Yeah. This year, I want to cut back on some of the things uh, that I'm doing so I can focus more on the important things in this life, which is me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm important to me. 
And so I want to make sure I keep medical appointments, dental appointments, eye appointments, all of these things to take care of me. I want to make sure that when I step out in this season, whatever I'm stepping out in, it's in God. Yeah. And it's from him. Yeah. So that is real important. That is real important into the new year. But we're going to talk about old versus new this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And what did you do in 23 that you made plans to do in 24? See, because we can think of something, but we need to make plans to get it done. Yeah, plans to get it done. Hallelujah. And we walk still by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. We walk it in the spirit in 2024 that we don't fulfill the lust of our own flesh. Yeah. I see so many people say they saved, they this, they that, they, they got God, they want to do this for him, they love him, this and that. But when he speaks, they ignore it. They take more attention to themselves, to the flesh, more than they do the spirit of God. Yeah, more than they do what God is saying. He done spoke, they ignore it. I, I can remember telling people some things, and they, oh, I'm going to do this, but I am going to get that. And I'm sitting back looking because I'm thinking to myself, you didn't hear God, you heard me. You really thought that was me speaking to you. <laughs> we going to see what the end's going to be. He had the last word on everything. And let me tell you something. The enemy will set you up for failure. You done did all of that, said all of that, and you trickling right along. You're supposed to be away from some stuff. You go back into it. And this time you go full force. And what happened? The devil set traps along the way. Now you trapped up in there and can't get out. Uh-uh. Because the enemy won't even let you remember pray your way out. The enemy will have you cussing, fighting, acting a fool. And he constantly tying the knot tighter to hold you in there longer. Yeah. And many times the person God sent to speak, and you you thought you was telling them what you was going to do and what they was talking about, uh-uh, I can't hear that. You want to get in touch with them people so bad, guess what? The door been closed. Sometimes you want to tell them some stuff, you can't even go and talk to them. Because you showing out. You're not going to walk in the spirit in 2024. You're going to continue to walk in your flesh, and you're going to continue to want what your flesh wants, not the things of the spirit. I can remember telling this lady, look, God wants you to turn this thing loose. He's sending you something new. She said, uh-uh. I don't want nothing new. Listen, listen. God said he's sending you something new. This old thing has been a burden to you. It has not been a blessing. But what he's sending is going to be a blessing. She said, uh-uh. I'm going to keep what uh-uh. I don't, I don't want nothing new. And get up and say she's a preacher and she's this and she's... I'm like, what? How are you the woman of God and you can't hear from God? Oops. You're the woman of God and you can't remember what his word says. If I can't hear from him, I know what his word says. 
And I'm going to him standing on his word. And I found this out. If your heart is pure, he will answer you. He won't withhold no good thing from you if you're obedient unto his word and unto him. When his spirit moves, you move. The spirit of God is not moving, then you're not moving. You're standing on the word of God. I wanted to share that this morning. Because we need to take down foolishness. Take it down within us. Stop letting the flesh rule and reign. Because that thing comes stronger and stronger. Because the enemy want to trap you and tie you up into some things. And when you find it, open your eyes. It's too late. You've been bamboozled. You've been swindled. You've been had. Because you went in in the flesh. You didn't go in in the spirit. And we got to do what the word says. If the word says back up, back way up. If the word says run, run. If it says stand still, stand still. But the only way we're going to know these things, we got to get truly connected with the Holy Spirit and let him rule and reign in our lives. Yeah. Because we're bringing the old into the new when, when there should be nothing but new. We got rid of the old in 2023. We walking in 2024. And we went back to the drawing board. We went back to God and asked for what we wanted. We went back to him and asked for patience. We went back to him and asked for more love. We went back to him and asked him to teach us how to obey him daily. Yeah. We went back to him and, and asked him to help us to stand still so that we can see his salvation. We asked him to help us to stand still so that we'll know that he is God. Yeah, all of these things. We can't keep just running up the king's highway, we thinking, without doing what it takes to get to the finish line. So the race is not given to the swift nor the strong. It's given to the one that will endure to the end. But how are you going to endure and you don't have the things you need to make it to the end? I, I look at uh, many times people uh, out walking. They got a walkathon. They got a race, you know, going on. Along the way, many times they have water stations. Let's say they're running a five-mile race. Well, they stop. And every now and then they get a little water. And while they're getting water, they give them the opportunity just a little bit to rest up. It can't be that long because the race is continuing to go on. Somebody didn't have to stop for water. They brought their own water. So they took a sip and kept going. So the race is not given to who, you know, get that first. Yeah, it is it, it, to who made it to the end, got that, made the finish line. Yeah, and that's what we want to do. We want to make it to the finish line. Everybody else running, and this one is an evangelist, that one is an apostle, or just so many things, and it looks so good, and I want to be that one day, and now I want to stay in my corner. <laughs> 
I want to stay in my lane. Whatever lane God put me in, this is where I want to be. I don't want to do what other people are doing. I want to do what he would have me to do. Yeah. So look, last year's stuff, we, we, we rid of that. We're walking in some newness this year. The newness of God. The things of God. We're researching the things of God. What would he have us to do? Talk of his wondrous works. Make known his deeds among the people. He'll have us to tell everybody we come in contact with who are listening that he is. And that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We're telling others, if you have more patience on God, with God, you'll see his many blessings. But you wanted it at 10 o'clock. He didn't come at 10 you felt you needed to step out on your own and get some things done. No, we don't. We need to wait on him. Be of a good courage. It's him that's going to strengthen our hearts. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Yeah. Let's not move so fast in 2024. Let's slow it way down and watch, knowing that God is who he says he is. Knowing that he loves you in spite of you. He's not concerned about what you're doing. He's concerned about you seeking him with your whole heart. Because see, that's what he looked at your heart. Not what you're doing. He's looking at your heart. Although his eyes are in every place. And he is beholding the evil and the good. But he knows the intent of your heart. And your heart is not after evil. Lot of women, your heart is not to hurt any man. Your heart is to love him. But it's his heart that's messed up, not yours. He, he said he wanted a good woman. He wanted this. He wanted that you did this. You, that's not what he really wanted. I was just talk. But the man that truly wants you, he'll come letting you know it's all about you. Now, these kind of men, that's your time to show him what well, this what I want, a man who loved me, a man who I can love back, sincerely and honestly. In 2024 and 2023, let's start there, 2023, you've been praying for a husband. You've been praying for a wife. Have you let it go? Stop looking. Just let go. Ladies, stop noticing. The man that find the wife find the good things and obtain favor with the Lord when he love his wife as he love himself. But sometimes what you got to do, just make yourself available, they told me. Yeah, go out, you know, shop, or go to the mall, do some, you know, go to some other places you haven't been going to. Go to Starbucks, go here, go to... That, to me, I'm still looking... Oh, man, I'm still searching. Yeah, the man that finds a wife finds a good thing. So if I'm doing all of this stuff, I'm running over to Victoria's Secrets, I'm doing this. No, not in 2024. If I did that in 2023, enough is enough. I'm going to sit down and let it be me and Jesus alone and wait on him. 
And one thing about him, if he never give you what you asking him for, that means it will destroy you if you ever get it. He's not going to be the one to give it to you. If you get it, you're going to have to go at it on your own. He's not going to give you nothing that will destroy you. And sometimes we can't stop ourselves. We just keep on wanting to be destroyed. Don't even know it. God is trying to tell us, stand still and know that I'm God. Let me show you the ministry that I brought you forth out of your mother's womb for. Let me show you the work. We don't want to see no work. We looking for the man. What work you done, my Lord? I want the husband. I don't want no work. We short fuse. We short patience. We ain't got no time for nothing and nobody. Now, I'm short fuse and short patience when it comes to the works of the devil. I'm here to tell you, yes, ma'am. And yes, sir, I don't like it. And I get with it. But the work of God, no, I have the patience. He blessed me. The work of work unto him. It's other people who can't do it. And if you're around them, they don't want you to do it. Because they don't have the patience for it. It's not their ministry. It's not what he chose for them. You understand? <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. So we're not going to do old stuff in the new. It's not going to hold up. It's going to fall apart. But we leave the old at the old and we bring the new. And we stay with what's new. If you said you're reading your Bible more in 2024, do that. Don't let nothing stop you. If you have to listen to it, get the article and listen. If you have to do it on your way to work, do it. You said you were going to pray more. On your lunch break, get somewhere quiet and pray. You don't have to be in the break room. You don't have to go out to lunch with the girls. You Take that opportunity to pray. If you're home every day, you're retired, you said you were going to pray, pray. You can pray when you're in the shower. You can pray getting dressed, putting your lotion on. Yeah, put your deodorant and thing on. You can be praying still. Doing your laundry, you can be praying. Going out to a point and shopping, whatever we got to do, we still can be praying. Yeah. So we want to change the things that we thought we was doing in 2023, we want to change it in 2024 unto spiritual things, unto God. We want our life to be hid in him. We want to do what's pleasing and acceptable unto him. Another thing we want to change in 2024, we don't want to be so uh, vulnerable. We, we, and what I mean by these things, I'm going to share this. We don't want to be so soft, so wimpy. We can't stand nothing. We can't stand up on nothing. We giving people what we feel, not the word of God or what he said. This is the way I think the word. No, leave people alone. Stop judging people. Judge yourself. In 2024, put more self-inventory on you. On you. Because we'll do that. I, what I'm not doing, I, I, I don't want to be around other people 
you know, because they can't do this. The devil is a fool and a liar. And I make one out of us. Now, them old things I used to do, I don't want to go back to them things. I don't want to go back to that area, and I don't want to hang out with them people that's still doing the old things. But now, check this out. I've been delivered. So when I see an old friend, I can say, hey, how you doing? Or they may say, hey, how you doing? I'm blessed. Calling car, witnessing to right there. But if they're still doing what they used to do, I'm easing on, praying for them and easing on. Because at my age, you got people still at my age, still out there chasing the world. They done did it so long, they can't turn it loose. But in 2024, we need to let go. And allow God to have his way in our lives. Oh, it's so much. It's so much. We said we weren't going back there no more, but we went back there anyway. I mean, it, it, we didn't even spend a month in 2024 before I done changed my mind on what I said I was not going to do in 2024. Go back to the drawing board of God. Go back to the drawing board with God. Go back and ask him for strength to do what it is you want to do in 2024. Because if not, the end of the year, you're going to find yourself right back in the same rut, in the same place where you was last year, the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. God will grow us. We can grow in God, but we got to be willing to grow in him. We must be willing to grow. And I'm going to tell you something. I can't tell you everything about this Christian life is easy. I don't want to trick nobody. I don't want to deceive nobody. I don't want to fool nobody. This is not always an easy life. It's not about prophecy. You're going to get this. It, this is not that. Trials come to make us strong, and many of us need some trials with an S on the end. We don't need one. We need many because we have not learned how to suffer. Yeah. We have not learned how to uh, give God our all. Because we don't want to suffer, we don't want to go through, we don't want to do nothing. We want everybody to do everything for us. We want the preacher to pray for us and teach us the Bible, and I never pick it up. I never pray for wisdom and knowledge and understanding from the Bible for myself. I'm just wanting the preacher to give it to me and just tell me everything I need to know. But in 2024, we need to get away from that. I see a lot of failure. I'm telling you already, because people can only rely on prophecy. God send me a word. Let me tell you what you should be asking him. Strengthen me and send me a trial so that I can learn for myself and nobody can trick me. 
because you got a lot of tricksters out here. They say they preachers, they apostles, they did. But when you look at these people, you see this. You see the same thing the world is doing. They after prosperity. They after money. They after the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. And just all of a sudden, the evil spirit just brought that, especially to the church. And nobody wanted to be on a trial. Nobody wanted to go through in God. Nobody wanted to suffer with him so that they can reign with him. They just want to reign. No suffering. I said often, must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone, and I know there's a cross for me. I got to bear it. I got to pick up my cross and follow him. He went up Calvary's hill. They stretched him out and hung him wide. Yeah, they put nails in his feet, nails in his hands, hung him up, pierced him in his side, gave him gall to drink, put a crown of thorns on his head. He gave up the ghost and went on for us. Went and conquered all that was down in hell, rose with all power. Don't we want to do that? Don't we want to conquer the enemy? And rise with all power of God. Don't we want to do this? When he come back, don't we want to be ready? When he come back, don't we all should want him to see him in us, see himself in us. Sometimes we can't do it because we too busy focused on our flesh. We too busy focused on the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. Uh, when is the money coming? God already spoke and said it's coming. When, Lord? And many times God say nothing back. Because that's all you want, the world. What's in the world is all you want. How about when am I going to end your trial? How about why are you in the midst of this trial? What's the lesson that you need to get out of the trial? So in 24, we need to become more spiritual because we're serving a spiritual God. I don't see how church folks can do it. They heard the words say that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, those that belong to him will serve him in spirit and in truth and will walk in the spirit to make sure that they're serving God right. But many don't even think of that. I had a, a, a lesson I was listening to yesterday. Uh, 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 they call them sermons, and that's just what that was. Because I, I like a message from God, like, like a sermon, sermon from man. And these people don't have no faith. They're going on what's tangible. I don't know where their faith is or what they call faith. But without God, nothing is impossible. I've heard preachers say because they're walking in the flesh, they're looking in the flesh. God can't put it on the ground. He's not going to drop nothing out the sky to you. All kind of crazy stuff when he done did it for me. Speak for yourself, brother. Speak for yourself, sister, because you can't be speaking for me. He put it on the ground when I wanted it. 
I didn't know he was going to put it on the ground. He knew I wanted it, and that's the only way I was going to get it. He put it on the ground. I got it and went on and got what I wanted. He said, I heard you the first time. I just need you to wait. And they're going to tell me God don't speak to the prophets. I'm telling these preachers, these, I'm telling you, these people got big titles behind them, they pastors. Lots of people following them. And they don't believe and teaching the people not to believe in an impossible God because he can do the impossible. I don't understand. But in 2024, I'm going to keep on believing in a God who can work impossible impossibilities, impossible miracles for me. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible in my mind. He's a great God. There's nothing too hard for him to do. Let me show you. My ankles were swollen. Oh, and they wouldn't go down. If I laid down off of them, then they would go down. I had the circulation going on. But I had to lay down. How many know I couldn't lay down all day? I had to work. I had to go here. I had to go there. I had to do this. I couldn't lay down all day. Prayer will fix it every time. Praying, believing what you're praying for. Believing that God is. Believing that God can. What did he do? He come in and no matter what, now, this morning, I feel them swelling a little bit because of what I ate yesterday. I ate some salty stuff, and I shouldn't have. But it was where I was at, and I had it. I mean, I didn't have to, but I paid for it, and I was eating it. But today is back to the no salt, no sugar, no this, no that day. Yeah, it is. Might be a day where it's no breakfast some morning. Yeah, different thing. But anyway, he touched and healed the feet. And I'm good to go. Feet look brand new. And, you know, Shante was praying and she was saying, Lord, heal us, this and that, uh, this and that and that. And I said, look, let me tell you something, too. Many times God heal us, but we go and do what it takes to get unhealed. He gets you off the sugar, off the salt and the fried stuff and the this and that. And you see a big, huge difference in your body weight. You, 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 they diagnose you with diabetes, but you're not feeling this no more. Because you're removing what it takes to keep that in your body. But as soon as you go back and start doing what it takes to keep it in your body, you're going to see it. It's coming back. Because you didn't get it out of there and keep it out of there. You was on your way to get it out of there, but you decided before it got all the way out to bring it back, and that's what happened. So if we're not going to do what it takes to stay healed, what's the point in praying for healing? God will heal us every time. I'm telling you, he healed all manner of sickness and disease. There's nothing too hard for him to do. And I'm still talking about the old versus the new. I'm still talking about that this morning. We go into the scripture in a little bit. 
I want to play one more uh, clip for us this morning. And uh, first, let's go to this song requested, and then we're going to a clip. And when we come back, we'll come back with our morning scripture. I'm getting ready to sing a song that uh, Apostle Hinton's ministry is all about. And the song is entitled, Miracle Worker. Now don't y'all sit there, I know the food's good, but I need somebody to get up and clap your hands and stomp your feet.
Radio, not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Rance Allen and Miracle Worker. We're moving just a little bit further. I wanted to play um, another clip this morning. And sometimes we need to hear these things over and over because we, we'll forget, uh, we'll get what they call sidetracked. You know, the enemy will bring some things and we feel like, oh, I got to get this done. I, I can't leave this. Yeah, but you can leave it and and walk to get done what needs to be done concerning the things of God. So this is the same one, put God first. In 2024, we should put God first in everything. He get the first fruit of everything. Our prayer, we wake up in the morning, we wake up thanking him. Hallelujah. Now, he won't put you before the firing squad and shoot you if you don't, but we should wake up telling him thank you. Wake up glorifying him. Yeah, wake up loving him in the morning. Oh, he blessed us if we do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, look, put God first is what we're going to take a listen to. Then we're coming back with our morning scripture. Did you know that whether you are fully aware or not, you have placed something first in your life? Have you ever stopped to consider what occupies that prime spot in your heart and whether or not it truly deserves that honor? Today, I want to urge you to put God first in your life. Let us delve into God's Word to truly understand the profound impact of making Him the center of our lives. I am also going to pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. Now consider this. Every decision, every action, and every thought reflects what we value most. The choices we make daily are a mirror to our soul's deepest desires and priorities. But you know what? We should always ensure that we put God first in all that we do. When we truly place Him at the forefront of our lives, we experience a transformation so profound that our lives will never be the same. Today, I want to share with you nine essential truths to keep in mind as we seek to ensure that we've put God first in our lives. As we discuss these nine truths, I pray that each one will resonate deeply within you guiding your path closer to God's heart. Remember, a life centered around God is not just rewarding. It's the very essence of true fulfillment in your life. Number one, understand the ultimate priority. Listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This isn't a mere statement. It's a profound truth. Every day, life presents us with an array of choices. It's like being at a grand buffet with so many dishes to pick from. What do you prioritize? The world offers temporary pleasures, wealth, fame, luxury, 
and all the material stuff you can think of. But what does God offer? God offers himself, which covers everything. When we prioritize God, we aren't merely adding him to our list. We are placing him at the top. By aligning ourselves with God's purpose, our entire perspective shifts. Life's challenges, rather than appearing as insurmountable obstacles, become lessons. They evolve into opportunities for growth and self-discovery. And you know what's interesting? When we place God first, everything else falls into place. It's like that void we once had. It's filled, that deep emptiness within us. Like there's something missing, it's gone. Because when we place God first, we begin to find fulfillment in His love and purpose. It's one thing for me to tell you, but my friends, experiencing it for yourself is another thing. It's life-changing in a tangible way. Once you place God first and feel that fulfillment personally, no one can sway your conviction, just like no one can persuade me otherwise, because I've felt and seen the power of God at work in my own life and in the lives of others. And that's what makes the Daily Jesus devotional community so unique on this platform. We aren't here for superficial reasons. We are deeply committed to spreading the gospel and transforming lives because we've witnessed God's power firsthand. Our team members have all walked that path. And we invite you daily to join us on this life-changing journey towards a deeper connection with God and to live a victorious life. And here's something else to think about. Remember the story of Noah and the ark? God told Noah to build an enormous boat because a flood was coming. People laughed and thought Noah was silly, but Noah listened to God, put him first, and built the ark. When the flood came, Noah and his family were safe. Just like Noah, when we listen to God and put him first, we're protected and guided. Even when things get tough or confusing, having God as our top priority helps us stay strong, hopeful, and filled with peace. So, let's be like Noah and keep choosing God and putting him first. With God leading the way, our lives are always on the right track. Number two, there is the gravity of idolatry. As the book of Exodus warns us in chapter 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. On the surface, this may sound straightforward. Most of us might say, I don't worship idols. So this doesn't apply to me. But let's dig deeper. Idolatry isn't just about bowing to statues. It's about what occupies the throne of our heart. Is it money? Career? Relationships? Social status? Oftentimes, without even realizing it, these things take God's place in our lives. Every time we prioritize our desires, our fears, or the world's approval over God's voice, we place something else in His rightful position. Sometimes it may be unintentional, but that still doesn't change the reality. It's therefore essential to regularly examine our hearts and realign our priorities. By recognizing and dethroning these idols in our lives, 
we clear a path for God to take his rightful place. Let's think about the story of Jonah for a moment. Most of us are familiar with this story. Jonah tried to run from God's command, prioritizing his own feelings and fears over God's guidance. He ended up in the belly of a big fish. Yet, in that dark place, Jonah found clarity. He prayed and turned his heart back to God. And God, in his endless mercy, gave Jonah another chance. Just like Jonah, we too can find ourselves in tricky situations when we let other things take the place of God in our lives. But the beautiful thing is that God always gives us a way back. If we take a moment, refocus, and push aside the idols that have crept into our lives, we can begin to experience the joy and peace that comes from truly putting God first. Our God is faithful and full of mercy. After all, as Psalm 37 verse 4 reminds us, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. This Bible verse offers us a promise worth holding on to. Number three, know about the transformative power of divine guidance. Proverbs beautifully echoes this in chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean, not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. This isn't mere advice. It's a life principle. In our journey through life, we often come across crossroads, moments of uncertainty, and periods of darkness. We all do. It's in these moments that our human understanding feels woefully inadequate. But there's a promise awaiting us. We are promised of God's divine guidance. When we fully trust in God and acknowledge Him, He doesn't just enlighten our path. He leads us by the hand. This guidance isn't about merely avoiding pitfalls. It's about being directed towards a life of abundance and purpose. It's about embracing a journey where every turn, every twist, and every pause has divine intent behind it. Reflecting on the story of David and Goliath offers profound insight into divine guidance. As a young shepherd boy, David faced the towering giant, Goliath. By human understanding, David had no chance. He was not a trained soldier, and he did not have the size or strength of Goliath. But David wasn't relying on his own understanding. He trusted in the Lord. In the book of 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, with a simple sling and five smooth stones, he confronted the giant, saying, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. With God's guidance, David defeated Goliath and demonstrated that divine guidance and trust in the Lord could overcome even the most insurmountable challenges. This story encourages us to remember that when we trust in God's guidance, when we put God first, we can face our giants, no matter how big they seem. God is always ready to guide us, making our paths straight and leading us to victory. Number four, reordering our priorities is crucial. In Luke 10, verses 41 to 42, we find a lesson on priorities. When Jesus told Martha, 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 
You are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. He was pointing out the essence of priorities. Life is bustling, filled with tasks, responsibilities, and distractions. In the midst of this, it's easy to forget the most crucial aspect, our spiritual well-being. The dishes will always be there. The laundry will pile up again, and the emails will keep coming. But the moments that we spend at the feet of Jesus, those are irreplaceable. It's a lesson for all of us. While we shouldn't neglect our chores and responsibilities, it's vital to ensure they don't overshadow our relationship with God. By regularly reordering our priorities, we ensure a balanced, fulfilling life where both spiritual and worldly responsibilities are harmoniously balanced. Taking a leaf from the book of Psalms, we are reminded in Psalm 46 verse 10, Be still and know that I am God in our fast-paced world. Stillness is often overlooked, yet it's in these quiet moments that we can genuinely connect with God and hear His voice. Think of the story of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. After witnessing powerful events like fire and earthquake, God's voice came to him, not in the grand spectacles, but in a gentle whisper. This emphasizes the importance of quiet moments away from the clatter and clamor of daily life. By making time for God in our busy schedules, by being still and listening, we give Him the space to speak to our hearts and guide us. This doesn't mean quitting our jobs or abandoning our chores. It means setting aside purposeful moments each day, even if it's just a few minutes to sit in His presence. And as we do, our priorities naturally find their rightful order with God at the center. Number five, the joy of a God-centered life. Psalm 16 verse 11 states, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. How beautiful is that promise. The world offers pleasures. Yes, but they are temporary. They are like bursts of flavor that quickly fade away. God's joy, on the other hand, is eternal. It sustains, strengthens, and renews. A God-centered life is similar to dwelling in a perpetual spring. Even in the midst of challenges, there's an underlying current of joy. This joy isn't rooted in circumstances, but in a deep-seated relationship with the Creator. With God at the center, life becomes an exciting journey, filled with wonder, adventure, and profound joy. Reflecting on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, we see him proclaiming in Matthew 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This purity of heart translates to a life free from the entanglements of worldly distractions and temptations. A heart devoted solely to God. Such a heart sees God, not just in grand miracles, but in everyday moments. The smile of a child, the beauty of a sunset, or the kindness of a stranger. A God-centered life brings clarity, like the clear waters of a still pond. Everything becomes a reflection of God's love and goodness. Every experience, 
good or bad, is an opportunity to draw closer to him. And in this closeness, in this intimacy with the divine, we find the deepest and most enduring joy. It's a joy that goes beyond mere happiness. It's a joy that resonates in the depths of one's soul, regardless of what's happening around us. Number six, be confident about God's provision and promise. The promise in Philippians 4 verse 19 is a beacon of hope. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When we prioritize God, it doesn't mean forsaking our needs, desires, or dreams. Rather, it's entrusting them to someone who knows us better than we know ourselves. God's provision isn't about just fulfilling our needs. It's about exceeding them. It's not about giving us what we want, but what we truly need. Imagine a loving father looking at his child. He doesn't just provide for the child's basic needs, but delights in giving gifts, surprises, and blessings. That's how God views us. By placing him first, we tap into an infinite reservoir of blessings that flow from his throne. Number seven, know the outcome of a divided heart. James 1 verses 6 to 8 cautions. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Duality is a challenge. Trying to balance between God and the world creates instability. Like trying to stand on two boats, drifting in opposite directions. By serving two masters, we become spiritually lukewarm. Neither here nor there, but by giving God our undivided heart, we find solidity, stability, and purpose. Our choices become clear, our path becomes defined, and our destiny becomes aligned with His perfect will. Number 8. Understand Life's True Purpose Have you ever grappled with the whole thought of why you are here? Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13 sums up the essence of our existence, and it says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Amidst the noise of the world, it's easy to lose sight of our true purpose. Are we here just to live, earn, spend, and then fade away? Or is there a higher purpose to our lives, a divine calling? By honoring God and following His commandments, we align ourselves with this higher purpose. Life, then, isn't just about living. It's about thriving. It's about making a difference, touching lives, and leaving a legacy of faith, hope, and love. Embracing this truth brings clarity to our journey in life and adds meaning to every step we take. So remember, we are here to fear God and keep His commandments. And to do this, we have to put God first. Number 9. Know about the unmatched reward. Jesus made a profound promise in Mark 10 verses 29 to 30. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, 
or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. Houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. So this isn't a transactional relationship. It's a covenant. When we prioritize God, the rewards aren't just spiritual. They manifest in our everyday lives. We will notice that blessings, favor, open doors, and divine connections become a part of our daily experiences. Above all, the promise of eternal life awaits us. It's an eternity, not just of existence, but of joy, love, and unparalleled communion with God. And does this mean that we won't ever face opposition, discrimination, or persecution because of our faith? No, it doesn't mean that either. Jesus consistently taught that following him might lead to suffering, and this scripture also underscores that message. However, amidst these challenges, when we put God first, we are also assured of victory through Christ who strengthens and uplifts us in every trial. In other words, the enemy won't have the final say. God does. Let us look again at the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. After squandering his inheritance and living a life away from his father, the son decides to return home, expecting rebuke. He is instead met with an overwhelming embrace and celebration from his father. This story illustrates God's grace and the unmatched reward awaiting those who return to him. Just like the father who throws a grand celebration for his returned son, God celebrates each of us. The reward is not based on our worthiness, but on his boundless love. Know that every sacrifice made, every challenge faced in the name of faith, is recognized and rewarded by God. And beyond the material and tangible, there lies the profound peace and joy of knowing we are cherished and valued. The rewards God offers aren't just for a moment. They echo into eternity, shaping our existence beyond this life. Now, in Revelation 3 verse 20, God extends an open invitation saying, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. This isn't about a distant God up in the heavens. It's about a loving Father at our doorstep, waiting to be invited in. It's up to us to make that choice, to open our hearts and let Him reign supreme in our lives. Consider this. The beauty of the gospel lies in its power to transform. When we embrace these truths and place God at the pinnacle of our priorities, our lives experience a profound transformation. So if you believe that you have placed God first in your life and there is no positive transformation, you need to do some introspection and ask for God's guidance and always remember to be patient and trust God's timing. By making God our utmost priority, we move from merely going through the motions to living with purpose and intent. And those challenges we encounter, they evolve into opportunities for growth. As for the blessings, 
Expect them to manifest as daily miracles in your life. The promise is clear. Put God first in your life, and your life will undoubtedly never be the same. Now, to all those within the sound of my voice, let us go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me so that you can have all the blessings of this prayer. Let us pray to our gracious and loving God, Everlasting Father, Almighty God. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of heaven and earth. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Lord. I am grateful for your faithful promises, your amazing grace, your everlasting love, and your mercies that endures forevermore. Lord, I thank you for the gift of life, and I thank you for the many blessings you have given to me. Father, I humbly approach your throne of grace, acknowledging my sins, my mistakes, and my shortcomings. Forgive me of my trespasses as I also forgive all those who have trespassed against me. Lord, forgive me for the times I've placed other things above you. For moments, I've let the pleasures of this world distract me from your eternal promises. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that every chain of idolatry and distraction in my life is broken, and I rebuke every spirit of confusion and worldly temptation that tries to pull me away from your presence by the authority of the blood of Jesus. I claim emotional, physical, and spiritual healing over every part of my being. I declare in the name of Jesus that the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead flows through my veins, revitalizing and renewing my spirit, mind, and body. Merciful Father, I pray for divine protection over my life and the life of my loved ones. Lord, I ask that you command your mighty angels to stand guard around us, shielding us from all harm or evil. Father, you are our provider, and I ask for your abundant blessings to overflow in our lives. May you guide our paths and draw us closer to you. Lord, help us to prioritize you above all things and experience the fullness of joy that only you can give. Father, as I say this prayer, together with everyone listening, I thank you for each heart that is humbled before you right now. For those who are feeling lost, may you be their saving grace and guiding light. For those who are burdened, may your Holy Spirit be their comforter and grant them peace. For those struggling with their priorities, may you grant them the conviction to put you first and the discernment to choose what truly matters. And for those in need of your touch, may you bring them healing, vitality, and restoration. Heavenly Father, we come into agreement as a faith-filled community, and we thank you for the rewards and benefits you have promised us in your word. We ask for the strength and wisdom to always seek your kingdom first, to reorder our priorities, and to embrace the joy and transformation 
that comes from your divine guidance. Lord, I thank you for hearing and answering my prayer. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray, Amen. If you were blessed by this message, type the word Amen in the comment section below. I declare that all the blessings of this prayer are now upon you. In the name of Jesus, you can help us to reach more persons and spread the gospel. You can do this by sharing the video with a friend or family member who you know needs the blessing of this prayer and by clicking the like button. Also remember to subscribe to the channel for more videos that will bless your heart and uplift your spirit. We appreciate all those who support us. You're blessed to be a blessing. If you have received this prayer and you feel convicted in your heart to take an extra leap of faith, I invite you to say this prayer that you've just prayed for the next seven consecutive days right here on our channel. By praying for the next seven days, you'll amplify your faith and your connection with God. Reinforce God's promises in your heart and ignite divine breakthroughs in your life. On this note,
Father, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We thank God for prayer this morning. Thank God that he's teaching us how to put him first. Yeah, he must be first in all things. That way we get the full benefits of his blessings. We're going to take a look this morning, maybe at several scriptures, but the first one is going Mm -hmm. to be Luke chapter 5 and verse 39. No man also having drunk old wine straightway desireth new, for he said the old is better. So a lot of times we think in the old way that we've been living is better than what's coming uh, that's new to us. This this is not the way I'm used to doing things. I'm used to doing it this way or I'm used to doing it that way. But God is bringing you into a new place. So with bringing you into a new place, he's doing new things in your life. What used to be is no longer. Things have changed. And some things we don't want to accept because we're not familiar with it. We want to stay many times in familiar places. But we have to come out. We have to come out of familiar places and look for what God have us that's in the new. Yeah. I I look back uh, a few years ago, well, quite a few years, and I got to see that the way uh, things used to be, they wasn't that way no more. Even with men and women, it used to be a time when a man stepped to the woman and he was respectful and his stepping towards her. And what he said to her is, it sums up to this, I'd like to get to know you better. Because he liked the way she looked, he liked the way she carried herself, but he didn't know what was in her heart. So is there a way we can talk? You know, and in talking sometimes, you know, he might would invite the woman out. And she would go out with him, and they would talk more, and they would have a good time. If they didn't have a good time, he knew right away, uh-uh. She knew right away, mm-mm. But if they had a good time, they wanted to continue, pursue, you know, their their relationship. But today, it's not like that. Uh, they don't come like that. The way I see men come today, they speak to you, this and that, a couple of texts you know, uh, messengers on Facebook, and then they're calling you honey. They're calling you baby. They call, Wait a minute. When did we get to this? We, we done bypassed Barbara and John, and we done jumped to the honey baby foolishness. That tell me nothing. But that, you're kind of not a man. You don't know how to really approach a woman to build a relationship with her. You're not finding out nothing. You're just talking. And then I, you, you may hear some things that you didn't think that they would say, but then you hear that straight out of their mouth. Things changed. So I had to make some changes. Now, I can't expect the old stuff because that's not the way they are. I'm talking about older me and my age and older. They're looking at the, the the new world, the way the world is, it's not a new world, but the way they're doing things now. And this is the way they present themselves to a woman. No, sir, keep it. I'm not in the least bit interested. 
They don't even know what women want. Because you got a lot of girls in women's bodies. Yeah, today you have a lot of girls in women's bodies. And men are adapting to the girls that's in the women's bodies. They don't want a girl, but that's what's presented. So that's what they accept. But you have some men that sit back and patiently wait on God to give him what he needs in a full-grown woman. Because a full-grown man wants a full-grown woman. He don't want no child. He wants a woman he can be helpful to. He's needed by her. She, she will listen to him. He listened to her. And they work together to build until it becomes obvious that we can't live without each other and we need each other. And we believe God put this together, so will you marry me? She says, yes. They go to the altar, and they say, I do to each other, and let life go on. But we, in many cases, we don't like change. We don't want to make something new. We want to keep it old because it's familiar. It's easier. I know it. I understand it. But what, what you did or did not get done in 2023, you may or may not get it done in 2024, depending on what it is or was and you. God is the same. He was uh, uh, in 2023, but we the people should have changed by growing in the word of God and obedience unto him. Make a note to yourself that in 2024, we must go through trials. It will feel like a storm in many cases. It may feel like a lot of rain in some cases. The thing is, we must be willing to go through and knowing God is always there. But we want everything easy. We don't want to change nothing. We we don't want to suffer through nothing. Yeah, we want it easy. I want it like it was. I'm raising my right hand because I've been guilty of it myself before. Well, why did they change blog talk? I was used to the old way. Well, it's time for the new, so you got to change if you want it to work properly. Apostle Paul says, if any man, I believe it was him, any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Well, if it's old, how do I get the old back? You shouldn't want the old. God removed it. He saved us. I've heard people say, uh, yeah, I'm a new creature, but uh, don't get my timing wrong. Well, what does that mean? I can get your timing wrong, but if you're new and you're a new creature in Christ, you won't revert back to the old. You'll keep moving in that new creation he made you. But now you can't keep moving if you don't know his word and how to apply it to your everyday life. You you, you can't, you know, move and be new if you're still holding on to the old you. You ask him to come into your heart and live forever. He did that. But where are you? I remember the prophet Nathan Simmons. 
And uh, Nathan said, and that this done a while. He said back in the day, uh, he couldn't have did it the way the new wave, new age Christians doing it. He said because he had to get on that altar and stay until God come. <laughs> Nathan said the mothers of the church they was not letting you get up off that altar any kind of way. You had to stay there until you. They knew you had received the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Another brother, he told me, he said he got in trouble, and when he left there, he ran straight to the church. And when Brother Lance, and Brother Lance said when he got there, them sisters was waiting on him. He didn't even know they was waiting on him. He didn't even know that nobody would be inside the church. He just thought the church was open, and he was going to go in there secretly talk to the Lord. He said, but them old sisters was in there waiting on him when he got there. And when they saw him, they knew he needed saved. He needed to get saved. He he needed God. They put him on that altar, he said, and he stayed until God come. He heard them, he was speaking in tongues and everything else. When he got up, he was somebody else. He wasn't the same person. Because if any man any mean it don't make no difference of your nationality, where you come from, who you are, who your parents were. Uh, you might have been born in Egypt, America, Africa, anywhere. But therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Mhm. Listen, God is no respecter of persons, but we must receive Him, and we must study His Word. We must get to know it for ourselves, and walk according to His Word. Apply it to our everyday life. Yeah. Some of us we want to stay back there, but we gotta come from back there. We gotta come out. And and they don't teach us when we go to the altar and receive him. You received him today, read your Bible. Pray and read your Bible. Come back on Wednesday for Bible study. Like the church I attend. They have newcomers classes. And you being new in Christ, they go over some things with you to let you know what's, is, what's expected of you by God. Not by the church and the pastor, but by the word of God. This is what needs to be done. This is how you get started. In other words, it's like they give you a formula. And in each one of those scriptures you mastered, you, 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 they teach you some things and then you learn some things on your own because if you apply those teachings, it's going to bring forth what the word said it would do. And you continue until you graduate from the class. Some people learn quicker than others. And some people went back to the streets. Family left the church. They went back around there where Bobo and them hang at. 
And they telling Bobo them the experience of the church. Bobo them can't hear that. Man, you crazy. And then Bobo them start easing on away from them because how can two walk together except they agree? See, before you left Bobo them going to the church, you agreed so y'all could, you know, talk the same talk, walk the same walk. But now that you're a new creature in Christ, Bobo them can't understand. You can understand them, but they can't understand you. And most times when there's a miscommunication, uh, either the person going to go to where they can learn to communicate or they're going to just get on the way from that. They're not going to hang. So we can't walk together because we don't agree. You don't understand. So old friends start leaving. Yeah, you used to call Karen and say, girl, you got two carrots around there. Yeah, I'm making a soup. Send me two carrots. You can't even call Karen because when she see your number come up on the call ID, she don't answer the phone no more. You're a new creature in Christ. Carol is still in the old. You become, I like to call it brand new. And the brand is Jesus. The brand is God through his son. So you're brand new. But you, you're being taught now. When we don't know better, we can't do better. But when we know better, we want to do better. We come out of 2023. We're into 2024. What commitments did you make to God? What commitments did you make to yourself? We can always go back to the drawing board. Praying and asking God to help us. Lord, I made a commitment. That every day, at least for an hour, I was going to study. All of these things has come up. But Lord, I still want to study your word. I still need understanding. From 1993 to 2024, I still have to spend time with God. I still have to spend time in his word. Yesterday, putting in for today to show... I had to ask him. He gave the topic. Because if it's not coming from him, it won't do you no good. But if his word is being spoken and you take heed to his word, you're going to be blessed. Again, this morning, it's not about the prophesying. It's not about all this stuff that they're teaching us prosperity and all of this, how good I can look. No. But it is about allowing God to clean you up and do in you what he needs to do for you so that you can come out with a closer walk with him. You can be a blessing in the lives of many, even your enemies. You can be a blessing. But if we say we knew, and we're still doing the same thing we always have done, something is wrong. I look to be in a different place today than I was yesterday with God. I look to allow his word to come up more today than it did yesterday. The Lord helped my memory. Yeah. 
He blessed me in many ways because of obedience. I'm not perfect. It don't make me above nobody and better than nobody. It make me go back for more each morning, each evening, each night, each during the day, each lunchtime. It make me go back to him more because I yet need much more from him. Sometimes he'll send a pastor uh, that brought a message forth. Sometimes I may be looking at uh, on Facebook and something will come up, a scripture that I really need. He will send us what we need. We just got to be willing to receive it. Praying, asking God for discernment so we don't get caught up into any and every old thing. The church has structure. Yes, it does. God gave it. But the church also has faith and trust in God. Because he don't always move the same way. The way he moved last Sunday, he's not moving that way this Sunday. It's a whole other way. I went through a whole different thing than I went through the the Sunday before last. I mean, week before last. Next month, it'll be a whole nother thing. Because January has passed, and what went on in January, sometimes it's continuing on into February, but not everything from January. So I'm looking for new heights in God. I'm looking for deeper depths in him. Not in the world, not in my job, not in in myself, not in my family members, but in God. And because I'm searching in him, he will show me what I need to do everywhere, home, work, church, play, wherever I'm at, he will show me what's needed to be done. But this is when you trust him. This is when you put your all in him. And you don't trust people. You don't trust stuff and things. God got to show you. And what he show you, you believe it. There have been times when he showed me some things. And I listen to what I'm saying. No, Lord. No, Lord. No. And he's showing me. How can you say no? And I'm showing the proof right here. And guess what I had to say? Lord, forgive me. It's true. And I accept what you allow. And I moved on. And I, I went through with him. I didn't go through it alone. He showed me to prepare me. He showed me so that I could depend on him to get me through it. Even with the daughter passing away, he had to get me through that. I couldn't go through that on my own. Greater had to help me through that. Greater had to strengthen me. This was my first daughter. I waited a long time to get a daughter. And although she was grown, she went on to take her rest. I couldn't pick up the phone and call her no more. I couldn't send a text or email or message. But guess what? God brought me through it. Not a tear. The devil says something wrong with you. Oh, but it's not. (laughs) Greater has strengthened me. I can get through this. 
You're not going to have me out there in no graveyard to me and I'm looking for nobody dead and I'm living. Uh-uh. I accept what God allowed. He let her went on and took her rest. When he called her name and she get up, she'll get up in him. I don't have time for this you're talking about. Let the dead bury the dead. She, she dead, they buried her. I got to keep on doing what he called me to do, what he chose me to do. I can't be at no graveyard every day talking about my child. I can't be out there on a birthday with no flowers. Uh-uh. I'm not carrying nothing. She can't smell them. She can't see them. What's the purpose? It's a thought in our hearts and minds. But I gave her back to God because he took her back. She belonged to him in the beginning. I was just a vessel he used to bring her forth to do his work. That's all. Mm-hmm. And it's all right. Yeah. I done had nep- close nephews to leave. All kind of stuff has happened just like in anybody else's life. But again, this morning, greater is he who lives within me than he that is in the world. And I accept change. All changes are not good. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Even in this new year of 2024. New things coming. I accept the new things in God. And I trust him to bring me through 2024 until December the 31st, 2024. If it be his will. If he called me home early. I got to go home, take my rest. Yeah. Don't mean I'm going to be there forever. He's going to raise me up one day. I'm going to get up. Ah, yeah. Because I want to come back with him to judge the world. Hallelujah. I want to stand before him and him say, well done. Or thank you, Jesus. That good and faithful servant. I want to be able to say, this is the work, Lord. You, you told me to do this. Is, these are they. Yeah. Oh, God is faithful. We just got to be faithful to him, even in the new. Be faithful. Stay with the Lord. Continue to pray. Don't stop praying. I don't care what you see and what you hear. You belong to him. He hear you. And he can do something about situations, any kind. I've learned this over and over. And I'm thankful. Hey, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you this morning, God. I thank him that he's always with me. I thank him no matter what. Look, some days it be some rough things going on through other people. And I sit and I tell the Lord, I say, God, help me. Don't let me be in error. Don't let me be at fault, Lord. Teach me how to shut my mouth. Teach me how to see and say nothing. And sometimes I have to keep praying that for myself. <laughs> yeah, he heard me the first time, but for me, Lord, I just got to talk to you about this. This is pressing. May not be the same prayer, but I'm talking to him about the same situation. And Lord, I need you right now. Please, sir. Sometimes he don't say a thing. Sometimes he just smooths it. 
Oh, it's better than it was. Hallelujah. And I know it's nobody but him. But the songwriter said, I wish the church would catch on fire. Fire in the Holy Ghost. And that's what we need. We need to catch on fire so that the world can see we're burning up some foolishness. We're burning up things that are not of God. Church people, come out from among them and be separated. Go back to the altar and, and get what you thought you got the first time but didn't. I share with people, I'm an evangelist. I go to share the good news of Jesus to the lost and to those who think they are found. Because some people think they have been found, but they haven't. Because they haven't turned their full life over to God. They're still making their own ways. Oh, they got the church protocol thing down pat now. They know how to act in church. But knowing how to act in church, and when you leave church, you don't know how to act. It's two different things. And we shouldn't be acting, it should be realness, the realness of God in us that calls us to show him that we are his people and we only want to obey him. We want to give him the first fruit of everything, first fruit of our day, first fruit of our money, first fruit of everything, our children, first fruit of everything. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. He has strengthened you both right. He will strengthen you. I know it. He did it for me. She said the people couldn't understand exactly. I mean, she she understand exactly what I mean because people could not understand how she could preach her mom's funeral without shedding a tear. Said another thing, when you know who they are, that makes a difference. And then when you get up, you're not getting up in you. You're getting up in God. He'll hold you together, honey. <laughs> now, I'm not going to say that you won't shed some tears because you're going to miss them. The love will cause you to miss them. Now, this was her mother, the woman that brought her into the world. It was my daughter, the one I brought into the world. You go back remembering things. I remember when this girl was four years old, starting kindergarten. You remember things. You remember when she was 14 years old, had her first Jericho. <laughs> All kind of stuff. But God will keep you together. That's if you want to be kept now. You got to want to be kept. Everybody don't want to be kept. Some people like pity parties. Some people like familiar places. Yeah, I've seen these people, oh, poor you, oh, oh, I just feel so bad for you, and they just eating that up. Now, don't pity me, pray for me. Don't pity me, pray for me. Yeah. I, I'm that kind of person, Do I don't want you helping me up out the chair. I could get up, oh, yeah, my knee hurt, but I'm going to get on up out this chair. Don't worry about that. I'm getting up on my own. I don't even need nobody carrying my Bible and purse into the church. No, I carry my own. You ain't got to bring me no water in the pulpit. That should be a sacred place. Let me ask yourself, where the water fountain or where the bottle of water? I'll go get it for myself. I always been like that. On the job, I was making envelopes for a place called Mac Paper. 
And the guy said, I'll go get, no, you ain't got to go get me no uh, blank envelopes. Where they at? Over there in that box? Okay, well, let me go over here and get my own envelopes. I don't need you pitying me and, and helping me and feeling sorry for me. Now, if you're my husband, yeah, go ahead and open that car door, pull that chair out. Go ahead and rub my feet. Yeah, okay, give me a neck massage. I could use that too. Because this is my husband. We're one. And I'm not going to appear to be stronger than him. But all this outside help, I don't, uh-uh, I don't, I don't do all that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not pride either. I'm able-bodied. And until I'm not able-bodied, I want to do for myself. I don't have that long, that long before I need to sit down. It won't retire me now. I'll never retire from being an evangelist. Spreading the good news of Jesus, talking of his wondrous works, making known the deeds among the people. I'll never retire from that, but there are going to be some times when I got to sit down, take a nap. And I don't know why, but here lately I enjoy a good nap. I used to just run, run. Ah, you going to take a nap? No, Shante, Mama, you need to take a nap. Something. No, I'm not taking no nap. You take one. Yeah, go on in your office and put your head down on the desk and take your 15-minute nap because I'm not. I got stuff to get done. But as we get older, here we go again, things change. I had to accept the fact that I was a senior citizen. I know you remember me saying this, Apostle Boat, right? Because I forgot I was a senior. <laughs> it tickled me. How you forget? Because I wasn't feeling old. I wasn't feeling elderly. I'm running this race with patience. Hallelujah. So I had to remember, you're a senior citizen. And yeah, I, 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 I was a senior citizen, I think they told me at 55. I didn't remember until I really got in my 60s, really. And then today, I'm trying to know that. I'm trying to know that I'm a senior and not trying to, you know, act like I'm not when I am. And so um, I wanted to color my hair, and I wanted it black and brown as a mix. And when the sun hit it, it's real pretty. And I said, hold up now, be careful now with the coloring of the hair, because you're getting some white hair, and it's silky. And I want that silky clean gray. And so I don't want to be putting a color in my head to mess that up. So I have to take it easy. But I'm remembering these days that I am a senior. And I'm hearing more people say, yes, ma'am. And I appreciate that. Even on the phone, they say, yes, ma'am. That's respect. And so I thank God for that. I thank God that I carry myself. In a way, my old neighbor that lived next door to me is a project. She told me about a week or so ago. She said, yeah, when you was over here, wasn't going to be no problems for you. <laughs> we didn't play. I was so tickled. Yeah, because her and her sisters, they were going to protect me. Oh, it was just too funny. It was just too funny. But God will put people in your path in your older years that will bless you, even in your younger years, to bless you. And getting older, nothing is wrong with that. Change is coming about. Some people want to stay in this world forever. They don't never want to go. But if it be God's will, I go when he take me away. 
He got the perfect timing. I don't. And I accept what he allowed, even in death. Because I learned this about him. He's love. And he so loved me, he sent his only begotten son. And he loved me so that he don't want me to be hurt in any way, especially by him. He only want me to be taken care of and provided for. Yeah, and, and cushioned and, 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 and yeah, just, just love me. And I thank him for this. I thank him for it. Hallelujah. Yeah, that, that, that's maturity right there, possible, right? When you can do that kind of thing, it's your mom, it's your child, it's your brother. You, yeah, that's maturity in God. You know you got the Holy Ghost, honey. You ain't got it to worry about. Oh, you know you got it for yourself. Yeah, because no way you could do it on your own. Thank you, Jesus. Look at God. Look at him. Oh, he'll show out every time. <laughs> oh, he's got the power. He can do it. He can show out. And so I'm so thankful unto him. Listen, I'm going to ask y'all to pray for a friend of mine, Brother James. And uh, he told me he's under the weather. And I know he had been up north uh, for the Christmas holidays and he come back home and he let me know he had made it back to Orlando. And um, he said he wasn't feeling well. You know, he was feeling under the weather. So I asked him, I said, well, was it the weather? Because we just had a, a hurricane a few days ago. Oh, a clown. And then afterwards, some kind of storm come through. Now, today I see the sun out, and I'm so thankful. Because for the past few days, we ain't had no sun. It's been cloudy. So I... I'm going to ask the intercessors to pray for him and I pray that the Lord touch and heal his body in Jesus' name. Yeah. I know God is able. I'm looking for the last name right now, y'all. James, uh, oh, I don't want to mess his name. <laughs> but just pray for Brother James. It, it'll be all right. God know who we're talking about. Yeah. So we pray that the Lord touch and uh, heal his body and raise him up off the sick bed. Yeah, because God is able to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thankful, thankful unto him. Thankful unto him that he's able to do it. But without him, we can do nothing. We can't do it. Only God can. Yeah. So we're thankful this morning. I'm going to open the studio. If there's anyone have something they would like to say this morning, Feel free to press that number one and come in this morning and uh, share with us. You might want to tell us how you let the old go in 23 and you're working with the new. You might want to share that. Or you might want to share how you saw God made changes right before 24 got here so you can come right into 24 with your new changes. He told you what to commit to. You didn't know what to commit to. He told you, and then he's showing you how to commit. Hallelujah. Because I know they make New Year resolutions. Uh-uh. I make commitments. Yeah, I tell God what it is, and, and then I, if I find myself slacking, I ask him to, for help. Lord, I want to do this unto you, and I'm trying, but I'm having some problems. I, I want to cut all that breakfast eating out, although I'm eating healthy breakfast, but I, I don't want it, and I want to cut it out. Can you help me, Lord? I want my feet to go down. Feet went down perfectly. 
I couldn't stand for 10 minutes without them swelling. Feet went down. I could stand all day, no swelling. Yeah. Prayer, prayed and asked for healing and then did what it took to stay healed. No salt, <laughs> no sugar, no fried foolishness. I love vegetables. I've been making salads. Oh, my goodness, and tearing them out the frame. Yes, I've been having a one. Put raisins in it. Oh, I've just been enjoying that. Cabbage, green beans. I like all of that. You can keep the meat. I eat the vegetables. I like bread, too, but I I, I had to give up the bread. Got to give it all the way up. And that French bread, oh, my goodness, with some cheese. Oh, look at here. Had to give it up. But apples, bananas, I'll kill them. A pear, some grapes, I'll kill it right now. And I, I really don't have to have rice and all of that. Every now and then I need me a potato now, a little baked potato, nice and soft. And yes, I do like it loaded. <laughs> but I, I got to cut, had to cut back on that. Yeah. So now I'm doing things differently. I'm even having coffee. No sugar. What kind of coffee drinker? But I put me a flavored creamer in it. That make it taste better. But today I'm having ginger and uh, lemon and ginger tea. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking this morning. Let the coffee go and the creamer. So I'm having this. And uh, hopefully no breakfast. Hopefully. Not because I'm fasting. Not because I'm fasting. Just get up off the breakfast. That give my stomach more time before I put another meal in there. So I'm working on some things. Yeah. And I won't, and he showed me where I could be committed. So I'm trying to stay committed. But yesterday I found this new Mexican restaurant. Ran up in there, y'all. I, I had to check it out. And uh, it was good to a certain extent, but the food had salt. I can't do that. So that's why the feet tried to swell this morning, see, because I had salt. Leave that salt alone. And I'm used to it, not having a bunch of salt. My taste buds adjust real well to it. Yeah, I can make me some cabbage with some olive oil and a little onion, you know, and no salt, black pepper, and I, I kill it. Sweet, ooh, I love it. <laughs> Y'all know I love food. I just can't eat all that fried and what I was eating and cake and all of that. Yeah. New Year's left, you know, I had to go in there and just try to bake a chocolate cake. And I didn't have no business doing it. I overcooked it. Overbaked the cake. Yeah. Because I didn't have no business making a chocolate cake. But God is faithful and he looks beyond faults and yet meet my needs. But I can't, I, I'm just like, he heal us and we do what? To get on here, okay, he forgave you, fault. don't keep doing that now. Yeah, don't keep doing that because he has blessed you. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk about this morning is this. I got myself a no, well, a 100 envelope saving challenge book. I can fit this in my purse if I need to. Uh, it give me all kind of little plastic pockets, uh, a pen that I can uh, write on each of the plastic pockets where you will save your money. Uh, you might start off with a dollar, five dollars, twenty. I decided on twenty, 
and it's got these one through one hundred little things to put on each pocket so you'll know what's in there. I thought it was the cutest thing. And so I got this and I'm working on that. So uh, the ending of the year, I want to be able to bless my church. So that's why I'm doing it. At the ending of the year, I want to be able, what's in here, just give it to the church. I, I want to give them the whole book. Yeah. And y'all take this book, I'm getting a new one. Yeah. So that's what I want to do, and that's what I'm working on. And you may be working on a project yourself. I'm praying and asking the Lord to help me to give more. Because when I give more, I get more. And I have some other ministries that I, you know, told the Lord, Lord, I want to give $10,000. And not that he can't do it, but I have to wait on him. And he haven't said, well, do this or do that, and this will bring 10 grand. But he heard me the first time. And I'm waiting to be a blessing to other ministries. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I thank God. So, look, we're going to one more song of the morning uh, while we wait for to see if anyone has something they would like to say today. And uh, if so, just press that number one and uh, come on in. Yeah, it's all right in Jesus' name. And uh, I'm looking for the song. I'm looking for the song. Hallelujah. Let's go to this one. Thank you. But not defeated Cast down but Not destroyed Their times I Don't understand But I believe It's turning around for me I've had struggles and disappointments. There are times I felt so alone. Some of my friends say, let me down. But I still believe it's turning around for me. Around for me Around for me Around for me It's turning around for me Around for me Can you just say it into the atmosphere? Around for me Around for me Turning around I can see the breaking. I can see the breaking of day. God is. God is making a way. Change is coming for me. If I stay strong. If I stand strong and believe. There's no reason to doubt. I know He's working. I know He's working in us. 
is turning around. This is the good news. And it won't always be like this. He will perfect that concerning and sooner or later it'll turn in my
Hallelujah, hallelujah. But Sean Mitchell this morning and sooner or later, it's going to turn in my favor because God is working it out for me right now, whatever the situation is. But I tell you, if we within the confines of God's word and we know his word and we trust his word and we believe his word and we apply in our faith to the word of God to believe, we won't be so distraught when things happen. When we don't get what we think we deserve or want, we won't be out of place. No matter what come your way, you can hold a reign in this new year because God is with you. His word is in you. Hallelujah. His spirit is leading and guiding you. You won't be all tore up. I just let things go. I'm telling you, I li- I've been doing that forever. I just let it go. Lord, here it is. <laughs> I put it on the altar to you. I bring my petition boldly before the throne of grace, and I'm leaving it with you, and I'm going. And do what you called me to. I'm going to see about the sick, the elderly children. I'm going to buy somebody some groceries. I'm going to do something for someone else that you chose me for. Because this stuff, I I, I don't know how to fix none of this. Where to get this and that is due. I don't have $123. Lord, you got to take care of that because I can't. I got 40, but I don't I, I don't really want to take my 40 and put it over there. They done put some fees on that. And what they did is they doubled it up. They give me this month and next month bill. What in the foolishness? This month bill will be due. Not next month. Next month bill is due next month. But you're trying to get double fees out of me. So, Lord, you got to take care of this. I got to go. So they're trying to trick me. Yeah, the enemy tried to come against me with the sin. I'm, I'm not doing it. I come back, he already fixed it. The other day, let me tell you, I had been holding an envelope in my purse, I know over a week almost, if not a week. I opened one letter, and uh, it was good news, and I said, oh, okay, and I put that back. The other letter, I didn't even open it. Not, to be honest with you, I didn't even look at it good. So it had to be Saturday, I think. I was sitting out there in my spot in the garage. You know, I got me a spot out there. And uh, I just happened to open my purse, and that was the other letter. I said, and I didn't even look at this letter. I'm going to look at it. I opened it up. An unexpected check was in the mix. Done held it all that time when I could have been enjoying it. <laughs> See? Yeah. And whatever I need to do, it's enough to get some things done. Yeah. Because I let go and let God. And I expect miracles every day. Yeah, I expect miracles from him every day. Because he holds the world. He made the world. The earth is his, the fullness of the world, and they that dwell therein. I'm his. Yeah, I'm not trying to be rich and all of this. If I get riches for other people, it's so that I have money to give to other people, not to me. He provides for me. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful unto him this morning. Can I get anybody to testify today? If not, we're going to one more. 
and uh, how many minutes we got? 44 minutes. All right. Let me hear what Bishop Robinson got to say over here. Power, Lord. I like that little song right there.
hallelujah, hallelujah, Bishop Roberson. And power, power, Lord. Yeah, I like that little number right there. And I thank God for good gospel music this morning. Thank him, hallelujah, for another Monday morning. Yeah, somebody didn't get to see it. But God blessed us to get here today. And we want to be thankful unto him. And we want to let him know we thank him. Hallelujah, for another day. Things could be so much worse, so much worse. But God has blessed us. And uh, we're able to come together. We're able to uh, share. Yeah, for those who have testimonies, we're able to tell somebody about his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. Hallelujah. God is faithful and always, always on time. And so we're thankful. We're thankful this morning. Can't tell him. Thank you enough for all he has done for us. Yes, Lord. We're grateful unto you. We appreciate you this morning. Father, we love you because it was you who first loved us. And so uh, we give him glory again, honor, and praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, well, we've got about 38 minutes, so we're going to get out early again this morning. And we tell our Lord, thank you that uh, he's, we're able to get out and uh, maybe get some early things done. Yeah, I'm going to have my lemon ginger tea and I'll get some things done for the day, phone calls and all of that. Heard from Minister Spinner on yesterday and uh, we got to talk for a while. And so I hadn't heard from Minister Shonda, but I'm going to check on her today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. So listen, if no one have anything they would like to say, I'm going to pray us out. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. And we're praying for those who they're trying to force to pay a penny a minute to come in, <laughs> to tune into the show. You know the devil, he always got something cooked up. And I think if they charge in a penny a minute and people paid it, I should be partaker of the funds. Yeah, because it's my show and you're charging for it. Yeah, I'm going to look into that today as well. Hallelujah. So listen, let's pray. And uh, if you are on Facebook with me and you want to get cookie dough, it's still over on my Facebook page. I just got to go back and share it more because I hadn't uh, been sharing it, been a little sidetrack with some other things but I am going back to share it and I think we got a couple of days uh, now before it ends because I was redoing it yeah I did it over one more time so feel free to um, look for the cookie dough if you still want to uh, buy cookie dough some people bought it and gave it as gifts this year some people bought it and shared it with others yeah, I wanted some, but I said, no, don't bring it in here because you will be a uh, ice cream sandwich making sister with them uh, <laughs> with them cookies. Make the big, big cookies, put the ice cream between them and freeze them. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, y'all. So I said, the next person buy a batch, I'll give them a batch. Yeah, so they'll get two batches. But uh, thank God, thank God I got a mind that they leave the cookies alone. Yeah, they're good now. They are good. But I'm just not doing them. 
just not doing. Hallelujah. All right. Let's pray out and we pray the Lord bring us back again tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that has been said and done. We thank you for your word this day, for your word is a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. And Lord, we want your word in our heart. That, Lord, any situation come up, we'll bring your word up. Because, again, your word is a lamp unto our feet. It'll show us what to do, which way to go, what to say, how to say it. Even the tone, God, move today for us in the name of Jesus concerning your word. Father, bless every family represented here, near and far. Every friend, Father, near and far today. You know what our family is standing in need of. And God, those have not made a conscious decision to give you their heart. We pray for our lost family members today. That God, you would draw them ever so close to you. And that, Lord, they will make a start with you and won't look back uh, into the world. But keep going in you, in Jesus' name. We thank you this morning that your prayer answering God. Father, we bring the sick before you this morning, asking that you would touch and heal. It's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. Father, you took a beating for the healing of the nation. Ask that you would heal this morning. Every manner of sickness and disease today, those that are here that are hurting and not feeling well, moved by your spirit. Brother James Ravenel, God, move for him this morning in a mighty way. God, lift him up off his sick bed, help him to feel better, show him what to do to get better, and not just physically, but spiritually as well. Help him to seek your face and turn from his wicked ways. In the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. And Father, bless Minister Spinner and Sister Shonda, Minister Shonda, and God, Brother Anthony, God, we ask that you would touch and heal Sister Jerry this morning, moved by your spirit. God, Sister Irene, Sister Rita, Dorothy Goodman, Pastor Apostle Boatwright this morning. Father, we ask that you would move in a mighty way for these your people in the name of Jesus. You know what they stand in the need of this day. And God, we know that you supply according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Do it for them today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, the company is just charging a penny a minute. Lord, stop them. Stop them. And Lord, if, if not, I ask that God, you would bless me to be partaker part of the proceeds in the name of Jesus. But Lord, we want to stop so that the people can come. They want to come in here. We ask it this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessing of Almighty God upon you today, January 15, 2024, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. Have a blessed day. We're going to our last song of the morning right quick. Look, Durham, I don't have an old church here, and I don't have a tambourine even. I, I don't have an old building, so I had to bring it along with me. Jake, start rolling now.